I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? scanning time running out again what a play Adams touchdown Rodgers is fearless and Adams hung on they're going to air it out Rodgers does this better than anybody end zone Cobb touchdown unbelievable yeah, there we go. Joe Book of uh, Fox Sports calling two of Aaron Rodgers' touchdown passes in the uh, first half of their win at the weekend against the Giants on Sunday night. The second of those, as you may have picked up, was the Hail Mary from Rodgers, which uh, you may have seen. It's worth checking out. So the wildcard round wasn't exactly sensational. That uh, Hail Mary, probably the highlight. So Green Bay Packers, uh, 38 points to 13 winners over the Giants elsewhere. Uh, Raiders 14, Houston Texans 27, Detroit Lions 6, the Seahawks 26, the Dolphins 12, Pittsburgh Steelers 30. And so, Mike Carlson, we uh, slingshot right through to the divisional round this weekend. The highlight being Green Bay Packers at Dallas Cowboys uh, Sunday 9.40 Irish time, which we'll talk about elsewhere. The Seahawks are at uh, Atlanta Falcons on Saturday. Uh, Houston Texans are in Massachusetts uh, against the Patriots on uh, Sunday morning, Saturday evening, uh, 1.15am Saturday night, but really Sunday morning. And Pittsburgh Steelers are in Kansas on Sunday at 6.05. But uh, Green Bay Packers... Uh, at Dallas on Sunday is definitely the highlight. It wasn't a great weekend. We just watched that Hail Mary pass from Rogers was about the highlight. Oh, God, it was the greatest play ever. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. I, mean, I loved your introduction there. Joe Buck couldn't live up to that, and I'm certainly not going to try. But hyperbole is just the greatest thing ever, you know? <laughs> and um, the announcers are, are just full of it. it was, the Hail Mary would be greater if Aaron Rodgers didn't seem to do it on demand. Uh, it's about, you know, his third one in, in, in the past season and a half. And, and it's not an easy play um, to connect on. But it, it was, in a way, a thing of beauty because, you know, he put the ball 62 yards in the air yeah. um, with a huge arc, and and um, Randall Cobb got away with a little bit of a push in the end zone to give him some space. But it was to me almost a carbon copy of Doug Flutie's uh, famous hail mary in the Orange Bowl against the University of Miami for. Ireland's second favorite U.S. college team, Boston College, um, and you know, same drift to the right, same distance, same easy passing motion. You know, for a guy who doesn't look like a a big, tall, mm. uh, long distance hurler, and um, the same the same deal where the receiver actually got behind all of the defenders in the end zone. They all mistimed their jumps, and it came into his hands. Yeah, Rogers, of course, a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, two time. MVP in the NFL, he's a special player. He was talking about this Hail Mary pass as if it was rather routine and Green Bay practiced <laughs> these plays during their final walkthroughs and the day before the games and you know he wasn't just saying hey look I leant back and I and I 
threw it up there. He was talking about it in great detail. I was trying to judge how far I was going to drop back. I threw it from uh, the 50. And in this type of weather, with that height on the ball, it's difficult to throw it out of the end zone. And so it was very, you know, it was far more measured than we might just think, or certainly than if you or I were to throw a Hail Mary. So uh, he is damn good at these. Uh, three in yep. the last calendar year? Yeah, exactly. And and like I said, I think the arc on the ball is the key thing that mm. he's able to throw it that distance and put that much arc and, and still get it to come down at the point where he wants to do it. He looks so casual um, all through that game. In fact, at the beginning, I thought he looked too casual, you know, when the Giants were dominating, almost as if um, he he was being blasé about it. But, you know, there were a couple of plays where he danced around in the pocket with complete presence of mind and control, a couple of steps forward, then a couple of steps back, literally faking defenders who were past rushing at him out. And, and you know, he had eight seconds to throw on one. I counted nine on the, t- the first touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. And, and that gave him time on the Hail Mary, not only, you know, to get a clean pass away, but also to get a little bit of, um, of run up into it to get that extra mm. yardage. Mike, uh, if, I, if I was to say to you, who has been the great Hail Mary throwing quarterback in NFL history, who would jump to mind rogers i think jump is the only one who jumps to right. mind in the sense of you know doing it more than once um in close succession everybody's mm. hit one or two of them but it's generally looked at as being a luck play there are a couple of kind of plays you could draw up for it but um but basically not and it's an interesting thing i was looking at Ro- rogers the nfl has a stat called passer rating um which may or may not be you know be a totally accurate um, way to rate quarterbacks, but Rogers' career rating is 104, which means he's very good. If you're over 100, you're very good. The good quarterbacks in the league are in the 90s. Brady's is 97. Tom Brady's at New England. In the playoffs, Brady's drops to 88, and you'd expect that because in the playoffs you're you're generally only playing good teams. Mm. Um, you're not playing Cleveland two times, for example. Rogers drops, but only to 100. Four points which is about which is about half the drop of of most of the guys in there. It tends to be about ten percent. Eli Manning, who they was playing against, actually goes up in the playoffs. Right. Uh, and you know, if his receivers had held on to a ball or two, right. and then if he had thrown a good ball to Beckham, you know, that might have been a different story in that game. But but you know, might have could have should have would have doesn't mean much on Monday morning. Well, f- yeah. Well, funny mention of Eli. And uh, I'm talking of Hail Marys makes you think of the the Super Bowl throw. Against the Patriots, I, is that is that is Eli Manning's famous uh, hail mary considered lucky? Well, you know it, it, that wasn't a hail mary, strictly speaking. Okay, so it wouldn't be considered in that. You know, it wasn't the last gasp pit, uh, throw toward into the end zone. Um, and, it was, it was uh, laid on from memory, though. It no? was laid on. I mean, it was, they, they scored on the next play, but there was still about a minute left. Okay. When they, when the game uh, was going. So the Hail Mary, strictly speaking, is supposed to be on the last play um, of the game uh, and aimed at the end zone. But um, It felt know, Hail Mary-ish in spirit to me. It was indeed. And then the catch was the most, you know, one of the most fantastic catches ever. And, yeah. and people forget on the play before, Manning threw to the right sideline and the ball hit Asante Samuel of the, of the Patriots in the chest. And if Samuel had caught that ball, the game would have been over. And nobody, you know, nobody would have had a chance to mm. to make that play. There was a great hail mary a few years ago um, that the Vikings ran, and they threw it to Randy Moss about ten yards short of the end zone, 
and Moss went up for it and caught it, and everybody converged on him to frantically stop him from turning around and running into the end zone. But Moss simply lateraled it backwards to another guy who'd been trailing the play, yeah. who then went in for the touchdown all alone. I've seen Boise State do that as well. It's kind of the old-fashioned definition of a flea flicker. Mm. Um, but it's a tough one to guarantee. Yeah. But when you have a six foot five receiver who can jump up and has the presence of mind to be able to do that, it's a neat little play. Yeah. So I'll get your thoughts on uh, the Packers in Dallas this Sunday night, 9.40 p.m. kickoff time again, Irish time. Two of the contenders, maybe third or fourth versus uh, second here. But before that, just your, your thoughts on Rodgers as a personality, because reading about him today, he's certainly a bit different. Like at uh, a certain point, this season, uh, he was struggling and the team was struggling quite badly. And a former teammate of his, Jermichael Finley, was asked at the time earlier in the season, is Aaron Rodgers a leader? And he said, in my opinion, he's just a different guy. I just don't think he was a natural born leader. He wasn't put on earth to lead. Aaron Rodgers is so scared of what guys are going to say that he doesn't say nothing at all. He doesn't get vocal. He goes into his little shell. He's not a guy who hangs out with the fellas. He's real self-centered. So I don't know if that was fair or not. And then I was reading a Bleacher Report piece. There's obviously, there's been issues with his with his family, which seem complicated. You know, even his immediate family don't have his cell phone number. Mom and dad had their Christmas presents uh, sent right back uh, the following February. He was set to be a groomsman at the wedding of one of his closest friends, the, the source, the Bleacher Report quoted. Uh, said, and he texted his friend the day before that he couldn't attend. So he didn't attend his grandfather's funeral. Like this is not a straightforward character, Aaron Rodgers. No, and you know there have been other rumors too, um, you know, about his sexuality and and things like that. And of course, he lives with Olivia Munn, um, the actress, oh, yeah. And, yeah. which would be a good reason not to go out with the guys at night for me. Yeah. Um, but um, he seems to me, in a lot of ways, to be that kind of um california personality who the kind who you you see all these movies about them going to psychiatrists and analysts and things um and very tightly wrapped inside and so in a way so laid back and cool that he finds it hard he may find it hard to interact you know i'm I'm basically a you know a writer a sport a sports guy not an amateur psychiatrist psychiatrist but yeah. but we all that's what we all wind up doing you mm. know we we become an, amateur doctors sure. <laughs> analyzing injuries and, and amateur psychiatrists and um you know what I said at the beginning now chimes back I didn't know you were going to bring this up but at times when you watch him on the field he looks so relaxed yeah almost as if he's detached from the game. And, and and not really caring. And when he, and when they were having their troubles in the year, a lot of people were saying, "Well, you know, look, it doesn't, you know, he doesn't really seem to care that, mm. that everything's going wrong." But on the other hand, it, it looks to me like he's supremely self confident mm. and, and knows, you know, and he has to do a lot for the Packers. They really do depend on him, mm. um, you know, making time for himself, which is probably one of the most difficult things to do in sport is is to you know consistently evade those guys who are rushing at you and closing the pocket down at you. And, and he did it with such, you know, with such calm and such presence of mind in that game. It was hugely impressive. Mm. So talk to us about this Sunday night. The Packers are in Dallas. <laughs> That's going to be a tasty one. Now, um, you know, Dallas have, have two of the three or four best rookies in the league um, who've carried them all season long. But the reason they've been able to do that is that Dallas have what's probably unquestionably the best offensive line in the league. And that's where the game is probably going to be won or lost. 
Um, the Giants offensive line played actually better than I thought they would against Green Bay. And Green Bay can be pretty tough against the run. And that's going to be the question, will Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys be able to run on Green Bay? And if he can, then Green Bay is in trouble because if they have to bring defenders up to help out at the line of scrimmage against the run, they're very vulnerable in the secondary. Their secondary is really battered. And you saw at the beginning of the Giants game, they had a lot of trouble covering man for man. They switched to play a lot more zone um, as the game went on and had a bit better um, result with that. But that that's going to be a huge problem. And the second problem is is that Dallas's weak point is probably their secondary. And that's one that Green Bay can exploit. They, Dallas don't get that much pass rush. Uh, their secondary isn't great. They've got a couple of Byron Jones' safety in particular is a, is a really good player. Um, and Morris Claiborne has, has come along, or Maurice Claiborne, as we would say in the States, um, has come along to play really well. But, you know, they won't have Jordy Nelson. They'll still have multiple targets that, that mm. um, Rodgers can throw to. But I think it really is a case of matching strength against weakness. Mm. And at home, I, I find it hard to see, in a, in a way, the the Packer, how much you want, how much faith you have in the Packers depends almost entirely on how much you trust Aaron Rodgers to mm-hmm. rise to the occasion and to play at that level that he played in the second half, well, or from the time of the of the Hail Mary mm-hmm. um, for the rest of the game, which was just at a huge level. And I don't necessarily believe in momentum, but, I, you know, but when you saw the way the Packers came out, they, they in the second half, they, they had a couple of terrible play calls they went on a fourth and one which i wouldn't argue against but i would argue seriously the play call on both the third and one and the fourth and one the giants got the ball in green bay territory eli manning hits the touchdown pass you say whoa here we go you know the giants are going to assert themselves now and rogers just calm as as anything comes down and it's like a four-play drive for the touchdown on the very next series in Green Bay. Then from that point on, the game was all Green Bay. Um, it, it was a superb performance. Um, and it was the performance of a leader yeah. as well as a guy who's a great, a great quarterback. Mike, nice having you on again. Thanks so much. Oh, love to, Joe. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Mike Carlson there uh, setting up the weekend ahead in the NFL. Still nil all at Old Trafford Football Show on the way. Moving Ireland's dial. Call News Talk on 1890 453 106.